Welcome back to Venture Studio, the podcast where your host, Dave Lerner, entrepreneur, angel investor in 60-plus companies and director of entrepreneurship at Columbia University, interviews the angel investors and venture capitalists who make up New York City's entrepreneurial ecosystem. I am your producer, Kevin Weeks. This week, Jenny Fielding joined the show from Techstars, where she is the managing director leading the FinTech and Internet of Things programs in New York City. Looking for more Techstars NYC interviews, like our November talk with Alex Iskold or Dave's classic 2011 interview with David Tisch? Well, you can listen to our entire back catalog of episodes at VentureStudio.org or on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Remember to subscribe on iTunes so you never have to miss an episode, and follow us on Twitter at VentureStudio to stay up to date. In today's episode, Jenny discusses Techstar's upcoming New York Industrial IoT program, how entrepreneurs should approach accelerators in general, and Techstar's specifically, and what traction actually means these days. And now, without further ado, let's head on up to the Venture Studio office with Dave Lerner and Jenny Fielding. In the office, baby. Jenny, it's great to have you on. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me, David. It's a pleasure. Um, you're a busy person. You run two accelerator programs within Techstars, um, the Barclays FinTech Accelerator in New York City, and also you've done IoT Techstars as well. What, let's start with IoT, Internet of Things. What's the latest? What's going on with that? Um, yeah, we're super excited. We've run uh, two IoT programs in New York, um, previously with a partner RGA, um, and we've had a lot of success with that program. Um, the first one was really, actually, the first, the, yeah, the first one was really consumer focused. Um, we got a lot of learnings from that and decided we'd like to open it up to a little more B2B and get some learnings on that. So the second program was about half B2B, half consumer. Um, I can, you know, tell you a little more specifics about, about that portfolio, but, um, what's, what's really exciting is that we're launching a new IOT program in New York in the fall and, um, de details are, are coming. So, um, you know, follow me and follow Techstars and, you know, watch this space for, for more details, but it's going to be really focused on the industrial side. Uh, we think a lot has, um, has not been explored around, um, the industrial internet, uh, smart cities, uh, things like automotive, um, health, but really uh, as opposed to consumer, um, you know, on, on the business side. So that we're excited for that. Wow. That's, that's huge. That's really exciting. Uh, not to pry too much. Is there a partner to Techstars on this or are you guys doing it solo? We are going to announce five partners. So it's going to be um, an amazing consortium. We've already, um, you know, told everyone that we'll be working closely with PwC. So they're one of our partners. Um, but we have other partners to announce um, that we should uh, come out with somewhere around um, around South by Southwest. But the idea is, after getting the learnings from the first two IoT programs. Hardware, as we all know, is hard, and um, it sounds like a cliche, but it actually um, is really true. And so how do we surround the entrepreneurs with the resources around advanced manufacturing, around distribution, around you know DFM, design for manufacturing? All of these different areas are super important um, for 
uh, hardware and IoT companies, not to mention the software, the firmware. So we've um, put together an incredible group of partners who all are large corporates um, who have expertise in the space and really can help the companies at um, at all um, areas that they need to that they need to get into. So that's really exciting. I'm I'm, I'm fired up. I know this is a, a, a massive area and it's just in the early innings of its development. Uh, what what have you seen to be the biggest challenges in IoT for, you know, the industrial sector? What are they worried about? Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's themes that we can talk about, but then there's, um, you know, there's the realities of, of things like security. Um, you know, there are these big challenges um, within, within IoT and then with deploying solutions around IoT. So I'd say security um, is a large one that we're seeing. Um, corporates are struggling with it and, you know, protocols are struggling with it. So, um, so, that's, so that's really important. In, in our last class, we had a company uh, called Filament um, and they were doing a wireless mesh network. Um, for the industrial, um, for the industrial internet, and and you know we think of them as pioneers of this. And they're working with you know all large corporates, um, helping them figure out how to automate processes in a secure, compliant, and efficient way. Um, a lot of um, of companies, you know, whether it's you know a, man, a machine manufacturer, and you know they're still using clipboards to um, you know to record what what's going on, and yeah. so um, Filament is trying to help them um you know get up to speed so yeah i kind of remember them uh they had all those sensors on all the machines and the tractors and everything all over the place uh well well, you know what's interesting about filament is they started as a consumer play um so they started uh they were called pinocchio and um they were really focusing on the maker space and how do you create you know small wireless mesh networks um, you know, for individual, um, you know, makers, hackers, you know, people, people like that we know, yeah. uh, and realized uh, the reason the company pivoted was was interesting. They were getting huge amounts of inbound from large corporates saying, "Okay, well, we have your Pinocchio solution, um, and it's a consumer solution, but we're actually using it in industrial settings." So they realized, "Huh, all this inbound kind kind of um, pointed them to a new area of development." So we're really excited about that. That's great. I was reading recently that uh, one of the big challenges is going to be this interoperability between these systems that they're deploying all over the place. Are they talking to each other? Will there be connectivity? Um, and that's that's a huge challenge. So uh, I'm I'm excited that you guys are doing this. This is this is really big news. Um, you're but you're also wearing the fintech Barclays hat. Uh, you did one in New York, I think, last year. What's going on with that? Yeah, so um, fintech is one of the areas that Techstars um, is really excited about. Um, we've partnered with Barclays, and we're running four programs globally. So we have one in London. Obviously, London has a little bit of a jump start on everyone in terms of fintech. Um, they're in their third session and have some really exciting companies uh, that just went into that program. Uh, we recently announced two other programs, which are Cape Town. Um, and Tel Aviv. So Cape Town, um, obviously, in um, in developing countries, there's such so, such a need on payment side and um, and security side. We think that blockchain could be really big there. So um, I'm actually um, recently did interviews and read through applications, helping out the Cape my Cape Town colleagues, and um, I'm super excited about that. Um, about that program, we're getting applications from all over the region. So I was interviewing people in Ghana, Nigeria. Um, uh, Kenya, um, and so they're all going to come together in Cape Town in the spring. 
Um, and we have a fabulous managing director over there. But we really think that for tech stars, it's a new frontier. Um, for fintech, um, we're super excited to open those markets. And then the other place is in Tel Aviv. So uh, that program also will be running in the spring. Um, that one is has a security focus. So about half the companies will be security. Um, what was interesting is I also read through all of those applications and, and did interviews on that. I would say it was one of the strongest application pools I have seen. <laughs> no, wow. no surprise. Right. It is it is Israel, but right. um, right. it is it is just incredible because if you have a program like New York and London, we draw from um, from all over the world. People apply, but you know what would be the you know what would be the reason to go to a Tel Aviv program? So you have to imagine that most of those applicants were actually from um, from Israel, right. and the fact that we could get so many incredible quality applicants, you know, just from the region was was really amazing. Um, although we did have applicants, especially from Eastern Europe, that were interested in that program. So um, yeah, that one we'll be announcing. Um, uh, that program is in selection right now, and so you'll announce those companies. Um, in about a month or two, so very exciting. Bravo, congratulations. And this this is all with Barclays, correct? This is all with Barclays. And um, if you can imagine, right now I'd say Techstars has a, a pretty large fintech portfolio, um, about 50. Um, by the end of 2016, we'll have closer to 100 investments in fintech. So that will make us one of you know the largest uh, early stage uh, fintech investors, which is which is pretty incredible. So. Um, we're really excited about fintech. Uh, we have a number of people who are specializing in it, and um, yeah, just uh, off to the races That's there. Great. And, and there's going to there's going to be another New York one, correct? Right, and we'll do we'll do a New York program. We haven't uh, settled on the dates, but um, that will be coming up as well. We did we ran a program um, last summer. Very successful, uh, real mix of companies, um, all on the B2B side. But we had uh, two blockchain companies, two security companies, payments, compliance. Um, yeah, so a few investment banking solutions. So a real, a real nice mix. And um, we're excited about, about doing more fintech in New York as well. Okay. So founders who are listening, you heard that. What would you say, you've been through a few cycles now. You know, what are the big learnings you've had from uh, your first few uh, accelerators? Oh gosh, so many, David. <laughs> Just the highlights. <laughs> we we only have thirty five minutes. I know, I know. So I think you know one one of the things that um, you know we're we're thinking about at TechStars is um, bringing more global founders um, to programs. And so um, you know, in in some of the early programs, I'd say it was more uh, local founders. Um, either from the from the area or from the U.S. And so one of one of our big learnings is that um, you know my my last fintech program in New York we had six international founders and so there's real opportunity for people to come from all over the world. They move you know they leave their families and friends for three months. They come to New York or you know wherever we are. Um, and I think that's I think that's super exciting. So one of the, the learnings is that we can actually reach um, globally, and um, I think we're excited to expand globally. So TechStars now runs three programs in London, two in Berlin, and we'll be expanding throughout Europe, and, and we're looking at other areas pretty aggressively. Um, but even domestically in the U.S., our programs are getting much more international, and I think um, it's it's super exciting to be able to touch entrepreneurs from around the world. That's great, and. Obviously, the the Barclays relationship is going incredibly well because you're expanding it. How do you think when you partner with uh, these corporates? How do you how do you 
make sure that the culture that you have within the, the Techstars cohort and, and the Techstars organization in general meshes with, you know, the corporates that you see Techstars partnering with around, around the country and around the globe? Well, that is an interesting question. I think Techstars has learned a lot. We've had um, partners that um, that have been great and partners that didn't, you know, work out for various reasons. Um, previous to Techstars, uh, I was in corporate venture capital, so I ran a venture fund for for the BBC. Um, so I have a lot of experience in that intersection of you know of innovation and, and big corporates. And I think you know one of the things we're seeing as a trend is corporates kind of taking a step back and saying. Um, we don't actually have all the answers um, internally, and it's probably too expensive for us to build everything ourselves. So with those two um, pieces of information or, you know, acknowledgement, uh, we want to partner with startups. So I think that there's been, you know, a shift in the mentality. And so the manifestation of that is them also realizing that they don't necessarily have people internally that can build out corporate venture groups, accelerators, et cetera. <clears throat> right. so, um, so, so they've been looking at, um, at organizations such as Techstars and others that can really help them reach those entrepreneurs and bridge that cultural gap. But it is, it is a cultural gap. And so often there, there's friction mm-hmm. um, between us, between the corporates, between the entrepreneurs. And so you know, if we can tie that all together and, and make, it, um, make it seamless and, and make it more comfortable for, for everyone, then you know, we think there's, there's big potential there. Right. So yeah, we have a great relationship with, with many of our corporates, um, but we really look at them to um, figure out how to bring the best, um, the best resources to entrepreneurs. So we have a very interesting program that runs in Detroit around mobility. And that kind of started us down a new path as opposed to partnering with one corporate, partnering with multiple uh, corporates. So that model now we call the consortium. Mm. Um, the program's called Techstars Mobility. It's in Detroit. The theme is around automotive and, and mobility more broadly. And we have partners coming together who are seemingly competitive but are all there you know, for this one reason, just to help the, the companies around innovation. So we have Ford, um, we have Magna, we have um, Honda, we have McDonald's. So they're all part of this, this really great consortium in mobility. So we're trying that now with the IoT program right, that I right. mentioned. We'll have five partners. Um, they're, they're all um, synergistic, so um, not too much overlap. They all have um, large divisions of, of IoT, large interests in IoT. And the idea is can we bring these diverse and um, really coveted resources to the entrepreneurs um, in this consortium model. So, so it's kind of fun um, you know, bringing, bringing different corporates together. Um, but it definitely has its challenges because now you're not working, you know, with one corporate culture, you're working with five or six. So, right. But then, then, then it's, I would imagine that it's, you know, by, by necessity, it's going to have to be more collaborative and they don't look at it as just a one, one-to-one partnership by definition. They're saying, okay, I'm, I'm in, I, I have five partners. I'm going to have to play nicely and learn and, um, sort of, you know, make, make this, uh, uh, more of a collaboration. Yeah, it really is about the learning. Um, we've seen, um, you know, corporates really kind of, you know, not not feel like they need to puff up their chest and make everything about them, but, you know, really saying, you know, we are part of an ecosystem. You know, our systems work together. We collaborate with corporates all the time. Why don't we collaborate around innovation as well? And so I, I feel like we're facilitating that in, in a nice way for them with these um, with these consortiums. Yeah, no, it's remarkable to see the Techstars organization iterating, 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 and 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 this is pretty spectacular. Uh, let, let's talk about 
another topic related to this. A lot of my students ask me this. A lot of folks uh, who are starting companies or have companies say, is an accelerator right for me? Um, do I want to give up this kind of equity? What do I really get out of it? Uh, how, how do you see it now after doing this for a few years? Yeah, so the one thing I, I tell entrepreneurs is don't join an accelerator for the money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you start equating the equity that we take, the money that we give you, and, and you start you know thinking of that as a valuation on your business, you're looking at this completely the wrong way. So at Techstars, we're a, we're a global ecosystem, right? And so if you um, you know join one of our programs, it's not about the money. It's not about one single touch point, but it's about these, these many touch points, right? And so we have almost 800 companies um, as part of our network. We have thousands of mentors. Um, you are one of them, one of our one of our prize mentors, David. Okay. <laughs> um, we have corporates, we have universities, we have an incredible ecosystem that the entrepreneurs tap into. And, and that's really um, what the exchange of value is. So it's definitely not not about the money or or the um, or the equity. So um, so that's the first thing I, I would consider. The second is um, is really also about the ecosystem and is just making sure that entrepreneurs do their do their diligence and do their research and make sure that it's the best accelerator for them and that they are really thinking about the added value not in those three or six months but beyond that. So Techstars. Um, you know, we are this global ecosystem. We have incredible resources for founders, um, you know, after the program. Um, we have a founder portal where there's just lively discussion around all kinds of topics. We have, you know, access to our mentors, our investors. All of that happens post-program. Um, and so uh, I think it's really important for entrepreneurs to think about the resources, not just in, in those three months, but are these people that are going to help me forever? Are these mentors that are going to help me forever? Is this an ecosystem that's going to help me forever? Um, it's easier now for Techstars or some of the large accelerators um, uh, because they've built that ecosystem when you have 800. So, you know, if you're a new accelerator, you know, it, it, it's a little it's a little bit hard. So I would definitely, um, you know, think about that um, as as a very fundamental way of how to evaluate an accelerator. And then, you know, the last thing is talk to people that have gone through these programs. That's the most important, you know, that's the best way. You, you know, you can talk to the spokespeople, me, and that, that's a good way to, you know, get a sense of, of what it's like. But you have to just talk to the people that have gone through it and get the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and, you know, they're very, you know, our alumni are very forthcoming. They will tell you you know, what they liked, what they didn't, and if they think that you're right for the program and which program. So, um, so I definitely say do your research, do your diligence, make sure that um, it's, it's the right fit. Um, and then, you know, the last thing is um, make sure that that actual program is the right fit for you. So at Techstars, we're now running 20 programs globally. And so, you know, if you're a fintech company and you, um, you know, and, and say you're an international fintech company and, and you feel like the U.S. is your market, then, you know, applying to a New York or a U.S. program might be the way to go. Or if you feel that, you know, and so just make sure that there's, um, that there's a fit within either the vertical or the geography that, that you're going to. So we're running, um, we run our city programs, um, which any type of company can apply. So we have um, a very successful program in New York, in Boston, Seattle, Austin, Chicago, et cetera. But now we run these vertical focused programs. So we have a, a great one out in LA with Cedar Sinai's around health. Um, and we're, we're now doing um, this IoT con- consortium um, in New York, and so there'll be multiple partners there. And um, so we're seeing 
these develop. I was just with the managing director for the new um, retail um, accelerator um, in partnership with Target. So just make sure that you're able to, um, you know, that, that there's real value there that you're getting um, and that you're applying to the right program. So I'd say those are my big, my big no, thoughts on that, accelerators. That's really helpful. And, you know, I, as a mentor, I, I see the esprit de corps that you guys cultivate within each cohort. Um, and you alluded to this just now. And, and when I spoke to Alex, Alex Iskold uh, a couple of months ago, he was talking about this too. But what kind of tools and, and uh, structures do you put in place to do what you were just saying before, you know, to create that lifelong uh, attachment and community that you described? Let's, let's delve a little into that. You've gone through Techstars, let's say, you know, you've raised your seed round, your Series A, you're out in the market, you've, you've met with a lot of mentors, you've got a lot of help. What's going on in that next phase now that you have this distributed network? Um, so the things that startups need to do, they need to hire. Well, you know, you've got 800 companies um, that are also hiring, that are also um, looking for other opportunities. So, I mean, that's a huge one is to be able to tap into this massive network um, around recruiting and hiring. So I'd say that's, that's a great one. Um, fundraising never stops. Um, so we have, you know, constantly, um, you know, new resources. Uh, last year we announced a $150 million fund, Techstars Ventures, um, that is uh, looking to invest in the Techstars ecosystem. So if you've gone through a program, if you're a mentor and you've started a company, here, here's, you know, here's a large um, fund that is able to support you as well. Um, I mentioned our founder portal where there's lively discussions that's happening, you know, between founders around all different types of topics. Mm -hmm. um, to give you a, a specific example on the hardware IoT side, we have a hardware IoT group um, it's just for Techstars founders, and they talk about all kinds of challenges that they're having. They share resources. They meet up. We're actually thinking about um, all doing a trip to China this summer to or this this spring to visit um, contract manufacturers, etc. So I think I think the resource sharing. Uh, post-program is, is pretty amazing. Um, I will also say in terms of choosing an accelerator, um, we require founders to come to the program, live in, in the city the program is, is taking place in. And I think what that fosters is an incredible bond between, um, between the class, between the cohort, between the companies. And so those people will be the people that help you um, support you both emotionally, um, that will, um, you know, uh, point you to, to, um, resources, to make introductions. And, you know, we just find that the bonds that happen during that class are, are really significant. So that's another thing for entrepreneurs to think about is, you know, is this a, is this a virtual accelerator? Is it, sometimes I call them accelerator lights, you know, where you kind of pop in once a month somewhere. That is not the Techstars experience. This is 24-7 living, you know, with a group of people in a small space um, and really um, facilitating community. So yeah. Now, you're a founder yourself. You're an investor. Uh, you've invested in a whole bunch of companies. You know, this, this track record now with all these accelerators under your belt. What, what is your lens now when you look at a founder? How has it evolved over the years? Um, you know, I've, I, I definitely come up with different thesis on areas that I'm interested in um, investing in, and a lot of them are really based on learning. So um, a few years ago, I started angel investing in logistics because I was really interested in that space. Um, you know, currently I have an interest in telemedicine and so I've started doing a little angel investing in that space. So, you know, I really do it for, for the learnings, but in terms of what I look for in entrepreneurs, I would say it's very aligned with the tech stars, um, 
with, with you know, the, the Techstars methodology. And it's, you know, it's really about the founders and the team. Mm. Um, and it's, you know, a lot of people are saying that these days, but um, I have to say, having gone through many selection uh, programs uh, or processes with, um, with corporates and with other people, we do tend to get um, enamored by traction and product. Um, and you know, those are great things to, to look at, but I tend to pull myself back and say large market, awesome team, um, and really look at, look at that, um, more, more closely. So, um, you know, we, we do say at, at Techstars, we look at these six things in this order, team, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> market traction idea. So, um, I try to stick with that and, you know, we all do get seduced by, by numbers and, um, and by, um, by other, um, ways of evaluating companies. But if you can come back to, um, a credible team that has experience, um, that aligns with your values, um, you know, then, then I think that's the way to go. And so you will go early when you, when you feel that conviction. Yes. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, one of the fun things about Techstars is, um, we like to mix up the classes, uh, so um, in my last, let's see, in my last hardware uh, class, we had um, a number of companies that hadn't launched that actually didn't have a prototype, and we had one company that had already raised their Series A and everything in between. Um, and so people with product on the market, people who are just thinking about product, and I think that that also facilitates, um, it, it's hard for programming, I'll tell I you bet. that, in terms of like how to bring <laughs> the right resources. Right. So, But it's an amazing thing when you can see um, different companies in the class helping each other. Um, because they're at different stages. And so that is one of the most rewarding um, and valuable experiences is when you can mix it up and, and really have the companies helping and teaching each other. So, um, so I'd say that that's been pretty awesome. Yeah, and the, particularly this IoT accelerator in the fall, is that going to be across the board as well, companies at different stages, some with funding, some without, just for the founders listening? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're interested in, in everyone applying, um, what we really, when we say traction, I think it, it's good to clarify. We're not necessarily saying users. We're saying here, here's a good example. Oftentimes, you know, I meet founders. They pitch me on their idea, and then I come across them two, three months later, and I want to see where you've gotten to. So it's not a matter of how many users you've had, but you know, in those two, three months since we've seen each other, what what's happened? You know, and so the ones that are still telling me about what they're gonna do as opposed to what they've done are ones that I don't feel like meet that, that progress and, and traction. So it's not necessarily anything you can quantify with, with numbers, but it is really about forward momentum um, in whatever area or vertical that you're in. So yes, we will look very early. And with some of the partners, we actually can look very late because they have the ability to um, you know, bring massive distribution um, uh, to, to the company. So. Okay. All right, you heard that here, and, and I've seen this about Jenny. I mean, she's willing to meet with you early, look at what you're doing. Don't be afraid to show her what you're working on and stay in touch, right? In fact, that would probably be really smart, wouldn't it, if you're thinking about applying to one of these programs? Yes? Yeah, I always say make sure that the first time I talk to you is not when I see the application. Right. So, <laughs> okay. I mean, that that's like a, something I would just like to say to, you know, to everyone because sometimes I, I think that, you know, I'm not really sure why, but – um, you know, we get lots and lots of, of applications for people that don't make a ton of effort to get in touch with people running the program. And so that doesn't necessarily always mean getting a meeting with me, but, you know, we have incredible people on our teams. We have alumni. Get in touch with someone in our ecosystem, right? 
David, we'll take a meeting with you. (laughs) You know, just just get in touch with our mentors, get in touch with people. You know, you're probably one degree away from lots of people in our ecosystem. And so I I really um, hope everyone listening really thinks about that and, you know, get in touch with us. I particularly am very easy to find. Find me on Twitter, on LinkedIn, email me. And, you know, we do open office hours. We do extensive um, road shows where we go to different cities, meet with entrepreneurs. um, And we're really, you know, that's our job. That's we're happy to do it. Um, and so please approach us with, you know, with your ideas and, and we're, we're excited. So don't be shy. Exactly. Okay. I think, I think we, we got that message out to these folks because it is, it is truly amazing how late people apply to these things and they think it's just this linear thing. I send in my application and I either get a yes or a no. It, it's, it's just like everything else in life, just like venture capital. It's lines, not dots. Get to know people. They're incredibly accessible. I've got to ask you uh, this, you know, with all this exciting stuff and I'm so, so fired up to, to join this industrial IoT thing. It's amazing. What about this against the backdrop of all the bad news we've been hearing of late, you know, the problems with China, the the European banks roiling the economy in the doldrums, the problems we have with the oil market. We've seen tech get crushed on the public markets in the last in two, three weeks. Uh, LinkedIn, I think, lost 43% of its value in one day. You know, everyone's in a bad mood. People are saying, you know, as an investor, keep your hand in your pocket. Some people are saying the opposite. Oh, what a great time to invest when everyone's scared. How do you see it? So when I, um, so I ran a voice over IP company for three years um, in the late 2000s and um, in some good times and some bad times. I was so obsessed with my company that I don't think I listened to the news, knew, knew anything that was going on in the world. I didn't see my friends. I didn't. All I did was build um, and sell. And, and, you know, I think as entrepreneurs, like we can't get um, caught up in things that we don't have control of. And what you do have control of is your business. And so, you know, focusing on running your company, doing the best that you can, and just being an optimist. I think entrepreneurs are optimistic. And so thinking about all the opportunities that it brings. Well, you know, if, if, um, if other startups are shutting down, that's great talent for you. Um, if, other, if other startups aren't going to make it, that's more, you know, that's more meetings with venture capitalists that you're going to get. So, um, so I think it's a huge opportunity. I'm really excited about 2016. Um, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, there's going to be challenges like, like there always are. I've been through enough cycles now to see, you know, the ups and the downs. But um, I'm, I'm one of the people, I was on a panel last night with, um, you know, a bunch of VCs, many of them, you know, super smart. And, you know, there was a little bit of a, you know, hold, hold your seats and, and buckle down and focus on fundamentals. And, you know, I don't know, I'm very optimistic. So I think a lot of, you know, the tourist, um, the, you know, the tourist entrepreneurs who are kind of in it, um, maybe not for the right reasons, or they're not quite as serious or committed will, will fall away. And that'll just provide more opportunity. So I think it's a great time to start a company um, in, in downturns. Uh, I think you'll have to work even harder, but that's what entrepreneurs do. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about 2016. Um, yeah. Call me crazy. <laughs> no, I love it. I love your mentality. Uh, Jenny, thank you so much. We're going to have you back after uh, the next cohort in the fall, and we'll, we'll reflect on, on how that went and, and talk about 2016, 2017. Thank you very much, my friend. We'll talk. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Be well. Show you around, give you a taste of business, you know? 